You guys must know my middle name by now. And yes, it is Mother Teresa. So before we begin this episode, I would like to acknowledge that the skincare queen herself, Lauren Everts from The Skinny Confidential, complimented me on my skin in the latest Fashionably Latte episode. And this is because I have been using BioClarity. Um, so not only am I in a fantastic mood, but you guys are also in fantastic hands because this is one of my best skin tips and my love and care for the people have urged me to share this with you all. So I've had a crazy week this week because of work. I have so many exciting things coming up, but it's been crazy. And so when I get stressed out about work, my body forces me towards junk food, no sleep, wine, drinking, also equals pimples. No. So when that happens, I gravitate towards the clear skin routine. And this consists of three steps, which are cleanse, treat, and then restore. Honestly, though, who has got time for an annoying and complicated three-hour skincare regime? I do not. So personally, the Restore product, which is made with this new ingredient called Floralux, which is made from chlorophyll, is actually my favorite one from the line. It is so good under makeup because it also cancels out any redness. It is green, but it's also just a great, simple product you can use anywhere. One thing I really like about this is that it doesn't come in these annoying, bulky containers that basically defeat all purposes of skincare because they entail you sticking your disgusting, greasy, germy fingers in them. This comes with a pump, thank you very much, and it is the shit. I've honestly seen results in as little as two weeks, so mark my words, this works. BioClarity is delivered straight to you. It is 100% vegan, gluten, and cruelty-free. So all you have to do is go to bioclarity.com. My listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, and shipping is free. It comes with 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. All you have to do is enter my code at checkout, which is Deanna, D-I-A-N-A. So that's bioclarity.com and enter my code Deanna. You can't sit with me. Hosted by Deanna Espear. So I'm a little bit bitter about today's guest, but my favorite part about this podcast is being able to be the asshole that I typically am and still have the opportunity to talk about my favorite people to watch on TV. So I made a point in the booking process to express that I am a professional and demanded to be taken seriously. So our guest today is Carl Radke. He is one of the main cast members on Bravo Summer House. If you don't know the show, think of it as the Hamptons, summer version of Vanderpump Rules with cameras in the rooms, and in my opinion, so much more drama. So Carl, you're on the hot seat today. How are you? <laughs> Thank you, Diana. No, I'm excited. I, I mean, my nickname is Hot Carl. So some, you know, the hot seat isn't that, that's scary for me. Oh my gosh, you're, you're right at home. <laughs> I'm right at home. This is going to be perfect. I actually call it the, the warm seat. It's not that hot usually. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk all things Summer House or whatever you want to throw at me. Well, so here's the thing. I like I have called you an asshole and a douchebag on the podcast and you've heard those episodes. So like, sorry, but like I actually really like watching you. So, you know, at the same time, I'm intrigued and I'm sure there's like something behind the arsehole that isn't that arsehole-y. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this, basically. Sure. Well, I mean, I think, and listen, I have any kind of commentary, whether it's negative or positive, I generally, people, 
that call me an asshole douchebag, like, you know, I actually am flattered because if, if people don't say anything at all, that's usually when it's bad. But if people have an opinion, I'm doing something right, I guess. Oh my gosh. I, okay. We're going to be great friends. Before we get into all the like summer house talk, I ask every single one of my guests to share with me a tip that helps you cope with your everyday life. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Um, oh, this is good. Uh, shoot. I'm on the spot. Wow. This is tough. I wasn't Do you want me to start this. with my tip and maybe it'll yeah, work you start with yours and then I'll, I'll come up with something good. Okay, fine. So my tip of the week is I've been using the coffee straw, which is a rubber straw that is shaped. It's like flat. And so basically what happens with it is you put it, it's like flat because you can put it in your coffee to go cup. And it's supposed to obviously, you know, help the environment la la la, with all this straw bullshit, which by the way, it's such bullshit because cups are way more like worse for the universe than straws, but this one doesn't stain your teeth. So the way that it is shaped and the way that you're able to drink your coffee with it doesn't stain your teeth. So I thought this was a really nice tip for me because I drink coffee every day and um, I use a to-go cup every day. And actually the straw made me more aware of like being environmentally friendly, which fuck that, like I'm not a hipster, whatever, but it inspired me to also get a to-go cup. So I feel like a good, like a, a like a good human. I feel like a better human, but I also have better teeth. <laughs> you're, you're all about the footprint. That's, that's really smart of you. I, I respect that because I used to work in the dental industry. So I, I respect the whitening component. Um, I would say, you know, my tip of the week, I, I actually been using this new um, hand sanitizer that's got eucalyptus. And it's not only are you washing your hands and keep your hands clean, but it smells really good and kind of has like a, like a spa, sauna, steam room. Mm-hmm. Have like a really ritzy, like nice hotel smell to it. I think I got it on like I got it for free on some event gift bag. That I maybe like a Bath and Body Works. I hate to give them a plug because <laughs> we we don't do free it? plugs. We don't do free plugs on this show. Yeah, it's like, it really. It's, it, it, I think a lot of different companies make it honestly, but it's just a simple hand sanitizer spray. But it's got this eucalyptus smell that again. So you're me of, if you're a germaphobe, get a scented hand sanitizer. Yeah, but not like the, like the creepy like fruity smells this has like a like you're in like a really like a, a four seasons hotel spa smells. yeah like Aesop, like molten brown like i really that th- those smells fucking annoy me you know like the vanilla like cotton candy it's so basic bitch i can't cope with these no i hate that and like i would even just try to eat it just to see if it actually tasted like really like cotton candy yeah then you probably kill yourself then i probably would die from, from poison thank you for your tip yeah i don't uh, know if that was i don't know if that's a good enough tip for your listeners but it's a good tip because you know what a lot of people i've actually noticed and this is going to sound fucking disgusting but in la a lot of people go to the bathroom and don't wash their hands oh i see it all the time in, in new york as well um and yeah, I've even full seen disclosure, it. I don't do it when I'm at home all the time. I don't do it at home all the time either, but I think with this sanitizer spray, the way it smells makes you want to do it more. So it kind of incentivizes you to, to wash. Yeah. What is something that you've done that is like disgusting? Um, completely disgusting. Like I would say, I actually just thought of this the other day because I was drunk. Like this is probably two weeks ago. Yeah. I peed in the sink. That's not that disgusting. <laughs> I think it's pretty disgusting. I, my story's worse than you. So I, the other day, I had these, I, I'm obsessed with like sneakers. I call them trainers, but you know, Americans like sneakers, whatever. Sure. Um, and I stepped on like a massive like dump, like dog poop. And <laughs> I like, I, I was so mortified. Like I couldn't bring myself through like the cleaning process that I just picked them up and I let them like sit on my balcony. 
for a week. And then when I realized that I was never going to clean them, I just threw them away, but they were sitting on my balcony for a week. <laughs> so you call them like air, air dog shit? I like uh, peeing in the sink is not that bad. I would have more beef with the people that didn't clean up their dog shit. Exactly. You know? I'm definitely like, more disgusting than you are. <laughs> well, I don't think so. that was by accident. I mean, definitely like you live in West Hollywood. Yeah, I live in West Hollywood. Like everyone has dogs and like don't pick up the shit. Like it's so annoying. That's I think that's rude as hell. Like I hate that. But like I do that sometimes because my dog is so tiny. Like the poop is so small, like disintegrates the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm I love dogs, but I just don't like cleaning up their shit. I feel your pain, but you have hand sanitizer, so eucalyptus hand sanitizer. You'd never smell like dog poop, like me and my disgusting no. trainers. But you could just put like you could wear those like um for, what are they like goulashes you like wear them over your shoes okay the, the, the they're so fun like do you know what i would actually rock them out for the dramatic effect because i'm trying to be a trendsetter here and i feel like all the trends have already been like over overly done yeah i mean i've i've they almost look like they're like a shoe itself i think that's why people are and all like the big chunky i've seen a lot in new york i mean maybe it's more in la too but these chunky, huge, like thick, like Skechers looking shoes. Yeah, the Balenciaga trainers. I don't understand those. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, an, mm-hmm. I'm a former, you know, I played sports. I like a good pair of Nikes or, you know, Jordans or trainers as you call them. But I'm so confused by these huge, clunky, like big, thick So sneakers. I have a pair. And like, in all fairness, when I first saw them, I was like, they're fucking ugly. But then I'm a midget and like, I'm not like short shaving anyone, but I'm actually quite short. I'm like a petite person. So I bought them thinking they could give me a little bit of extra height. And one time I had the fantastic idea to wear them on a date. And the guy was like, whoa, those are <laughs> dumb sneakers. And then I was like, I knew I had made a, made a mistake. Thanks for clarifying though. Yeah, no, it, it happens. Just don't let it happen again. Clearly you're like the serial dater of this situation. I'm going to ask <laughs> you for like fashion advice on what to wear on a date because I live in PJs and I hate dressing up. I fucking yeah. hate it. I think you should go on a date in your PJs if that's what's comfortable. And I think oh. a lot of, I mean, I know it's cheesy, but you know, the Drake, the Drake lyric is famous for, you know, like, you know, sweatpants, hair tied, showing it with no makeup on. Like that's how guys typically like seeing girls. But that's who I am as a person. Like I don't do this for guys because fuck them. That's how I live generally. And one time I went on a date and I was like, oh, this is casual, right? Like I I always try to make sure that the date is casual because I find it so awkward to go into a really sceny place on a first date. I find it very like interview type, like intimidating. (laughs) No, and this guy is like, do, do you know how to date? Like, can't you put on like a nice outfit? Are you telling me you don't know how to date? And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, clearly you don't, you don't even know how to speak to a well, woman. Screw, fuck that guy. I mean, honestly, I, the best fashion advice I can give you is, and I heard this from someone else, I can't steal it, but dress like you're going somewhere else. And really, like, if you go on a first date and you're at a scene place and maybe you're like underdressed or overdressed, like who fucking cares? Like, it's you, it's your personality. And if they don't like it or someone gives you shit for it, I would tell him to go take a hike. <laughs> so, I've never you, had a male guest who was as evil as I am. And it just makes my life. I mean, I'm, I have not a renaissance man, but I have a lot of different ways about me. So I think part of maybe your experience of seeing me on TV is a condensed 42 minutes version. Yeah. However, I have a, a nice side. I do have like kind of a competitive type A asshole side to me. I'm not going to lie about that. So I, I yeah, I'm, I could be a, a piece of shit i could be a prick but i generally lean on the the nice guy like loves but this mom. is why i hated you because i see myself in you it makes me angry i guess in also to be fair i mean 
I think some of the, the situations I was in, I didn't really know how things were going to play out. Like I've learned a lot about myself after watching, you know, these first two seasons. 100%. And I've definitely matured a lot. I mean, I think listening, I talked, you know, Kyle is one of my good friends. I think we've both not, I mean, I wouldn't say calmed down, but we've learned just how our behavior looks and, and can be seen. It's basically, I went to Fuckboy University. Obsessed. I, I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of information out of you. But before we get to that, sure. we, we have to address the elephant in the room, which is... I will never forget episode one, you calling out on LA girls without a job. <laughs> I Thank knew you. this was coming. I knew this was coming. But, but, and you mentioned it in the email as well, so I had to do it, okay? I love it. Well, well could you have at least been open about the fact that you were in LA trying to be a model actor and that maybe you were talking from experience and not just from like ignorance and hate? I, I could have done that and I didn't. So apologies. What I was really reiterating, and you're right, I moved to LA when I first graduated from college and I tried to model, I tried to act, and I honestly didn't, you know, didn't succeed that well. So I moved into a professional career job. So I always had this disdain for people that were like bartending or like doing side jobs and hustling, meaning, I don't know, I, I had a lot of pride about like working for like a corporation and making like, you know, making good money and having this like health insurance and having you know, kind of that corporate BS job. So it came from a certain place, but I should have given more context. Um, yeah, but you shouldn't have because you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> well, I, you. I also just like giving the Vanderpump group shit because I think they're good at delivering and giving shit. So why can't I? Oh, a hundred percent. And I love that you did that because <laughs> I like, I love annoying the fuck out of the Vanderpump people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, I think they, they obviously, I mean, I am friends with a few of them. They're they're fun as hell. They're really cool. They've come a long way. I, I think just from their first days of you know being bartenders or being waitresses and, and trying to be acting or modeling, it is hard. Like it's a really difficult world to live in, especially like just trying to scrape by and you know go places you want to go. But I I give them a lot of credit. I just I guess comparing what we are in New York is you know I to my like I it's I feel like we have a more professional type job. It's it's a shitty argument. So. I'm not well, backing off actually, on it, but I feel bad. Actually, I I wanted to bring this up because actually I hate about it, but I'm such a hypocrite as well. So I just, to me, it just stayed with me because I was like, finally, someone who's openly hypocrite on TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I put my foot in my mouth a lot. That's that's definitely probably my tip for the next time I'm on your podcast is just put your foot in your mouth and see how it tastes. No, but you know what? I do that, but the problem is that my foot stepped on dog shit. <laughs> That's what That's happened true. to me. Yeah, what, what's for lunch? Uh, dog shit in my. I have to. Uh, I have to admit, I like your website. Uh, instead of like a typical cursor, you have a unicorn. Oh, thank you have for you noticed noticing that? the details. I'm actually in the process of getting that website changed. Like it's going to be even like like better with like full of cool shit. But thanks for noticing. Yeah, it's it's a cool touch. I don't think I've ever seen a website where the, instead of like the typical cursor, it's a, a actual unicorn. But, but it's because I'm the unicorn. Of, I, I I know everyone thinks they like the special. I think I'm a unicorn in LA, to be honest. Well, unicorns don't exist. Yeah, that's what I mean. Girls like, <laughs> I, well, girls like you don't exist. I, I'm a big zebra person, and I think zebras are probably like the most, the closest thing to a unicorn. Like their colors are amazing. They can't be tamed and ridden. Like no one rides zebras. But I'm not well, a unicorn, or I'm like a phony. I'm like a pony with like a horn that someone like put on my head. Oh, a phony. I like that. Like a phony, yeah. But like, a, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't. That's, what are that's the, really what, what is all this coming from? I feel like I'm on top form today. You um, are. You're crushing it. You must have had some cold brew coffee. 
literally, I felt like shit this morning. I had like three of them um, with my coffee straw. I, I get like a, like a cold brew, like shake. Like if I drink too much, like my hands start shaking. Oh my goodness. A cold brew shake. How very like entrepreneur, like millennial New York fancy. Yeah. You got, you got a brand brand and content is everything. So I got to put a hashtag to that. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. And so <laughs> when did you realize that, like, I want to know the specifics of you being an LA, being an actor and realizing this isn't for me. I need to redirect. Like what is one thing that made you kind of give up on this career? The number one thing and this is going to sound like an asshole comment again, is I was working, I was a runner for a production company called The World of Wonder. They've produced other reality TV shows like Tori Spelling had one called Tori and Dean in Love. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is years ago. And then they had some other stuff. So basically I was driving around like scripts or different packages. And during the day I would go on audition. Mm -hmm. And one of the days I came back to the production company and one of the females that worked as like a producer, she was an assistant. She'd been there for 10 years. She was like in her mid thirties. I was like 23, like still wet behind the ears. Mm-hmm. And she's driving a really old shitty car. And I kept noticing all these producers that are working at this company. Like they're all like been there for 10 years and they're driving shitty cars and they're like not happy and they're working behind the scenes. And I was like, fuck this. Like I'm going to have to work, you know, for the next five to 10 years, like doing slave labor to maybe hope to get an opportunity. So I was like, I'm going to get a career. So I ended up getting a job with a, a medical device company, which ultimately they sold, you know, braces and, and dental equipment. Yeah. Which, so, you know what, I'm all for, like, but that's the thing. I love that you said that. And like, I feel like I definitely like you a lot more now. And I feel like we're friends because I love like a shallow bitch. Like I don't, I, I hate people who are like, I love my job. Like we're all best friends on set. Like I do this for the art and I do this for the, if you're not getting a nice car out of it, this shouldn't be your job. Yeah. No, and that's, and truthfully, I like the people with the nice cars, there was a producer. He worked, he was a Chicago police officer for like 15 years. He wrote a script when he was 40 and the script got bought and he's now 45 and he lives in a mansion in studio city and he drives a badass Mercedes. So I was like, okay, I could leave this industry, go work for a medical company, do sales, have more confidence walking into a room of people that I don't know, kind of like auditioning, but it's sales. Yeah. So I learned a lot like from leaving the industry and hopefully making money. And then obviously, you know, can get back into the industry later on. Cause that's, that's what, what I know people are doing. Down the line, you know, especially with everything that you've done now, it would be so much easier for you to go back to it and actually do something meaningful. Um, I, 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 I'm all for working your way up, but there's also a lot to be said about redirecting, excelling in something else and coming back from like totally. a different standpoint. I think that's super smart. No, I, I agree. And that's kind of what I, I, I fashioned in my head is that was a good idea. Now it's the odd part is, I didn't think I'd be on a reality TV show. I thought, you know, I've, I've produced a few different short films in the last three years. So I, I've got my toe back in the more scripted documentary side. But, you know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I would have been on a Bravo reality show, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have so, just loved that. I would have been like, okay, I'll go do that. that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like the redirecting thing has been cool. So, I mean, it is awesome to be on a reality show, but I think those two worlds like scripted and, feature films and documentaries. Like when I've been some of these, you know, I was at the Tribeca film festival last year for a short film that I was a a producer of. And like, nobody even knows what Bravo is. Nobody even gives a shit. 
it's like two, they're just two worlds that don't really collide. But I think they're it's getting there more and more with you know the successes of the Kardashians and Vanderpump and Real Housewives and those people. But it's but still honestly, a weird. Though, I, I I appreciate the like like the people that are very invested in the craft and the acting. And I'm old school, and I know all these like bougie short films that no one has heard of. But I'm a sucker for like Bravo, so. I don't know. I just like Bravo. I just watch reality. I just like to watch Arsenal's on TV. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the best part about, I think, I mean, Kyle kind of hinted at this is like, I think, you know, you know, someone like me and your group of friends, or you've met someone like me, which makes it even more interesting. Cause you, you have those people in your world where, I don't know, you watch some movie or some scripted TV show about a drug dealer in New York. And like, just different, just different roles. So like, I think a lot of people think they know me because they have friends that are just like me and remind them. It's definitely more relatable, but you know, the funny part about you, (laughs) I've never been open about my relationships in my personal life on the podcast, but you know what? There's a first for everything. So fuck it. Oh, Um, wow. Give you a little hand clap for that. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Congratulations. The the reason why you fascinate me and the reason why I also hate you, um, is because you're, you're, you're me, except that I'm definitely more like Virgin Mary vibes. Like I don't sleep around and that is actually the truth because you know i'm like jewish and like european and whatever honestly i think i've struggled in a lot like i'm a people pleaser and i've been lucky i would say in the last few years in new york i've met a lot of different girls and for whatever reason i've i've found and this may sound like an asshole comment but i find like girls fall pretty fast for me and now yeah i put on the dog and pony show i do dinners and i'm very sweet and courting but I think a lot of times like I get girls that like really, really like me and I'm just not there. And it kind of, it's like a turnoff and therefore I end up leading them on and therefore pissing them off and then therefore hooking up with someone else without appropriately communicating that I'm not that interested. Cause you know, yours, Kyle was saying in the episode, you're a sales guy. Like you have to flirt with people at work yes. and so it makes you do that unintentionally with people. And I'm a red carpet host. So I have to flirt with everybody and like not in like a sexual way but you have to be inviting as a human and then you can't switch you can't switch off from that in your personal life and then people think oh my goodness dream guy where's my ring not giving (laughs) your fucking ring yeah i i completely agree with you i think you know you have to be versatile you have to be able to talk to varying levels of people whether it's i don't know a nine you know not 19 but like a young 20 year old in New York versus like a 35 year old girl. Like there's a lot of different ways to communicate. And I just, I like I like talking to people. So I think a lot of times what I'm saying to girls or maybe how I'm saying it, especially under the influence can be viewed is that I'm a lot more interested maybe than I am. Um, but I've learned, like I'm trying to be better about it. Like I've been a lot more standoffish and la- like kind of ignoring the opportunities to flirt, even though I could. But all jokes aside, I've also dealt with huge assholes that have like massively been disgusting to me. Like I'm not just like a player, but I don't play people because I'm like literally the Virgin Mary. Actually, not really, but yes. But but I I understand where you're coming from. Where like it's really hard to like gradually develop a normal relationship with someone and go through the process of really getting to know each other without the other person becoming obsessed when you flirt for a living very difficult and i think even you know the advent now of me being on a reality show it's been even harder because you know i've obviously i meet i meet a lot of people and there's i get spotted and noticed in new york a lot even when i'm traveling you know a lot of nice people come up to me a lot of girls but like i get instagram messages and it's like it's overwhelming because it's like now they now they know everything about me so like there's really no other like 
mystery. There's no like kind of courting or it's almost just like, Hey, like I want to fuck you. And I'm like, uh, hold on, let's back it up here. I want to get to know you for, uh, it's been interesting. I mean, you can't tell if someone's, you know, catfishing or they're like trying to fuck with me or so it's, it's been eye opening. It's definitely changed. I think in the past I could fly under the radar and kind of be a player and a fuck boy, but now I can't. People just get caught. Do you respond to all of your DMs from like people on Instagram? I mean, fair amount. I mean, I definitely read all of them. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's my life. It's I put I put a lot out there for people, and I think I'm I'm allowed to read all of them. I, I have people that say don't because I definitely get I, I get, get a creeps. lot of I get creeps. I get mean. I get mean comments. I don't get a ton of DMs that are like that mean. I get a lot of gay men. I get a lot of very thirsty girls, and I get a lot of like very strange like inquiries from people like asking me you know what size shoe are you or where'd you get those the jeans first so, fetish people i get yes. those too and i'm on like, <laughs> a bravo show this is how bad the situation has got online i don't know if they're just looking for the attention if they're looking for a reaction so it, i go back and forth because like the cool thing about instagram is you can you know when it says seen you can tell if someone saw your message i like that feature yeah, because um, I've ignored you purposely. So get yeah, I ignored you. You said it's seen, and then they just, I, I'm pretty sure now that it's like, okay, I'm not going to respond. And so what made you respond to my DM? I want to know. Is it the blue check? Please don't say um, that was a blue check. Well, I have a blue check too, so I think that helps. Um, yes, definitely the blue check. And then I looked at, I actually Googled your name, and I, saw, I, I remember that Christina told me that you had done a podcast with her and she was like, you know, had a really good time or enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, this, this looks familiar. And I actually texted her and Kyle right away. I was like, Hey, what's up with this girl? Oh my gosh. You asked her. I feel so important right now. I wanted to just double check and make sure you weren't a serial killer. I am as well. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, but we wait, I feel so important. Like people are talking about my work. Like this is my claim to fame. Yes, you're doing And you're only getting started. You're just getting started. Consider my ego boosted. Yes, that's good. That's why I'm here. I'm see. I'm leading you on right now, making you feel like you're really special. And that's what I do. Just please don't ask me out on a date because I'll. Say- <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually dating someone. Oh my gosh, who is it? Can we say? Can we? Um, I can't say her name, but she's a really sweet girl. I actually met her right when we started filming season two, but we were just friends for a while. Really smart girl. She's a writer and an author. Oh my god! Super, Wait, you know, have you told anyone this? Is this like the juice? Yeah, you'll 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 get you'll see her on my Instagram if you kind of if you're really savvy, you can kind of tell her. But I'm um, loving I'm loving that we get we're getting the details before everyone. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, we're we're really happy, we're having fun. Um, it's only been like three months we've been dating, so like, yeah, it's been good. Like, she's she's good for me, um, very grounding, and then obviously. I think she's got a lot of cool things coming up for her as well that I'm really supportive of. And it's nice to have her support on a lot of the, the TV stuff. Cause I definitely had some friends and family that have questioned, you know, this whole reality thing that I'm doing cause they can see how, how you can be portrayed and how people really feel about you. So they were, a lot of people were concerned about it. I mean, I, I'm happy I did it, but it's been, I've had moments that were tough. Are we going to see her on the show? You will see her. Amazing. But, but I, I can't tell you much more than that. You, That's you will fine. See her a That's bit. fine. I just want to know if we're going to see. Here's my question for you. Looking at the footage from like the two previous seasons. Yep. If you could go back and do something different or clarify something more, how, what would you do differently? What would you do? Um, I don't think the first season, we really knew the capacity of how much they were going to use the security, like the, the footage in the room. To be fair, we didn't know where the camera really, there was one camera that was obvious, but there was other cameras hidden. Mm-hmm. And then there's also microphones in the headboards of the beds, which I didn't know until after 
it aired. So like you're in bed talking, pillow talk, stupid shit you say. That's all out there. Um, but I would say that the chains or the thing that nobody would really know is other than I think Kyle and Amanda, which you can hear vividly on season one, them having sex. I never have ever had sex in the summer house on camera, like in bed. Like you never have sex in bed. Like you go into a closet, you take it off campus. You don't do it there. So like, it looks like I'm going to bed and having sex like a fair amount, but I, I was not. I was just going to bed and like making out. I love that you're like, we don't do it there. We just do it in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody in the closet. There's, there's been a closet instance. Well, actually, the first two seasons, no closets. Um, you'll have to see this this coming year. Oh, my gosh. So, But but it was like bathroom and closet. Bathroom, like bathroom, like making out or bathroom, like kind of hooking up. But I never really had sex in the summer house. Like, it really watching. made it look like you did. like in Exactly. And, and to be fair, I think a lot of guys, like, I, I went and saw a therapist last year and I was telling them about just some of the, the, the struggles of kind of being on reality and just kind of all this different negative attention and positive. Mm-hmm. And I basically was telling him this stuff and he's like, I think a lot of guys wish they had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like basically I'm being accused of like having sex with like multiple girls. Like a lot of guys think that's cool as hell, but I was like, it's stressful and I, you know, it's hard. Do on my me. honest opinion. I think that's cool. I, I feel like it's better to be with someone who has been through this and who has got it out of their system. If, if they can, rather than be with the guy who just settled for someone because it was harder for them to like get people. Fair. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I think guys, well, just kind of the era I grew up in. I mean, I'm, I'm basically, I'm pre dating apps. Like I'm 33. Yeah. And I never like all these video game hookups. Like I don't, I didn't have that. So like it's changed a lot of the game. Now. I've never been on a dating app. I, I don't really like it. Or I mean, I just don't, I don't need it personally, but Mm-hmm. it's, I think it's changed a lot of the game. Like everybody knows everything about everybody before you meet them. So you can already kind of tell, like I basically before the internet and not before the internet, before like social media really blew up, you could like be a really piece of shit player. Like you could be hooking up with 10 girls at the same time and get yeah, away with them really now. easily. Yeah. But you can't get away with anything now. So I think, it's harder to be like a completely big scumbag. That was actually my next question for you. So I'm glad you brought it up. Dating apps don't actually aren't really a part of the show. Um, is it something that comes into play during summer house, d- during shooting summer house, or is it going to be addressed on future seasons or is everything regulated by like a casting process? That's a great question. I mean, honestly, I think it's a lot of it's organic. Like if you are, for example, like season two at the end of the season, like I, had met this girl in the Hamptons, this girl, Lindsay, she's a brunette girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met her at a party. Like she was fun and cool. Like I kind of was looking for someone to like invite to the house for a party and like maybe hang out with a little bit more. I mean, obviously when you add a camera, it it heightens that she thought I really, really, really liked her when I'm more just like wanted to get to know her and have some fun. So like she made, I like basically introduced her to our, our producer team and they decide whether that's a, you know, just a good idea for a, the whole house and then B like kind of the storyline. Um, so yeah, there's really no dating app stuff. And when, when we're out and about, I mean, we've in the last, I mean, now that people know us more, more, you know, more, uh, publicly when we're out, I mean, we get, there's like, I mean, maybe it's different for other reality shows. I don't know. I get probably 15 to 20 girls a night coming up to me and like wanting to take photos and like seeing what I'm up to and wanting to hang out. So like dating apps are irrelevant. <laughs> right. Um, 
but also like, you know, if I want to bring a girl back to the house, like I can bring a girl back to the house. She just has to sign the release. I've actually been to some of the Vanderpump Rules tapings and they don't have this whole thing where people, where they get filmed in their homes. So you sign a release to maybe go on a date with someone, but you wouldn't yes. sign a release to like go home with them. And that's in even because the people that come back, I mean, season one, I brought a girl back and she, she couldn't sign the release because she was, she's an actress and she didn't want to be on because she was actually filming something else at the same time. Right. And they blurred her face. Um, they don't want the blurred face look. It just doesn't look good for just the aesthetic of the show. And just well, they want a storyline. You can't yeah, have they want, without a face. Yeah, they want more to it. So anybody that comes that wants to enter the house has to be okay with the fact that they're going to be filmed when they walk in this house. Now, what is used? I mean, there's been lots of things like season two that they just cut out. Season one, there was stuff. I think Christina mentioned this with you. And just there's certain weekends they completely scrap just based upon what they they want to do and how things all flow. I mean, there's whole days. You know, we filmed at this oyster place season one, and we were all blacked out, and like it just was bad footage, and they they didn't use it. Just because it was bad footage, but it was, it was just because like, it was bad and everybody was drunk and there was like, you know, we were all just doing weird. We were all like making out on a party bus. It just wasn't good for TV. That, so, that I would have liked to see. I, I need to get my hands on that. Footage. I wish. Well, what we want is we want them to put together kind of the un um, the unreleased footage, but it put it in a way that's like organized. So like you can kind of enjoy it and just watch all the stupid shit that goes on. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of us, we work, you know, we have full-time jobs or, you know, we're all hustling and we go there on the weekend to, to let loose and kind of enjoy the fruits of our labor. That, that shit would go viral. I would watch it. <laughs> it would. And there's some stuff that I, they haven't shown that I really wish they would, they would somehow release. I mean, just, what is the scene that they haven't really, can you, can you share like a scene that they haven't released that you I mean, thought would have been like gold? Um, there's one, I mean, I, I don't want to put her on blast cause I like her. Um, Christ, I mean, Christina, Christina, one of the, one of the nights got really, really drunk and was like so drunk that she basically had to be like kind of taken out of the bar, <laughs> but she recovered from it. We all kind of learned. It was our very first weekend filming. So we were all kind of learning alcohol intake. We're, we're drinking, we're taking shots. Some of us weren't eating because obviously you want to be looking good on camera and eating on cameras. I mean, I eat a ton on camera. I'm like, every time you see me, I basically have something in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I, I like Christine. I think she got, she got a bad rap a little bit. It was a tough situation for her to be in, especially like living with Lindsay and then also filming on the weekends with her. I fucking love Christina. And like, that's part of the reason why I got so hooked on Summer House. I was like, I love this girl. Why the fuck is everyone so mean to her? She, she definitely had some stuff that I think she, you know, she, what we call meddling. She definitely kind of inserted a little bit. I, again, I, I don't blame her. I think the situation itself is just, it's a crazy situation to be in filming a TV show with your, with your friends. Like we all are. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a job. Like the, the the thing is that Christina is also like a reporter, and she understands the whole providing good content aspect sure. that maybe someone else on in the house didn't. So she was probably trying to do the show as like maybe that's who she is. I don't fucking I don't know the girl. Like I've met her. Like I speak to her sometimes, but at the same time, part of your job as a reality TV star is to provide the production with good content. So maybe sure. she's trying to do that. And yeah, maybe some way I think she was, and it, it did provide. I think she just when you're when it is your real friends, that's what's harder because it really would spill over into New York City, and I, I definitely felt bad for her because you know it affected her friendships in New York City, and yeah, you know I think that that's one instance. I mean, there was another like 
I mean, there's some hot, like hot tub stuff and like, even like, far- like farting in your room, like stupid shit like that. Like, how many times these, do like, you do a really, really loud fart a week? I mean, shit, I'm a, I'm a guy. I, I think Kyle and I are very gassy at times. So. <laughs> it's, it, it, but that's just real. Like, I mean, people fucking fart. I really don't want to make this a, like the main part of the episode because it's annoying. And if I were you, I would tell me to shut the fuck up and go, you know, fuck myself. But <laughs> I have to address the whole Lauren, Stephen, but we'll make it brief. We'll make it short. I'm okay. going to be because sure. I know you've talked about it a lot and it's getting a bit old and like oh, yeah it is it is old but I'm happy to, to shed any light that you'd like me to on it thank you so much so obviously throughout the show to the to, to the viewer it's very obvious that Lauren was very affected by you and was way more into this than you were and that is like not a secret re-watching all these episodes is there not a part of you that thinks maybe I should have walked her through this a little more I should have like I don't know, be a little bit more assertive about certain things or do you think that it was the show that edited it in a way that made you look bad? I think, uh, well, listen, I mean, co- combination. I, what, when we first met each other, we had met each other in the Hampton the year before. We were blacked out and didn't remember it. <laughs> I mean, when the first summer, like, she's fun. She's a beautiful girl. Like, it was hard because it got accelerated so quickly where following weekend I'm meeting her parents and like I get caught lying about a wedding. It just, A, I didn't have the balls to kind of tell her like, Hey, I'm just like taking things slow. I was kind of vocal. Like, Hey, I'm interested in you. I I, I want to have fun, all that. So I definitely take a lot of blame. I mean, I didn't, I think I led her on in a lot of ways. And then when we were, were done filming, we did hang out a lot and probably I think my actions speak louder than words. I mean, we would, party together a lot. We would go out with groups of friends. We had a lot of similar, you know, friendships. I don't know if it's just me watching the show, but like, and I don't want to be a a bitch, even though I am, but I really don't want to be throughout the whole first season, just watching you and like your body language and everything. It's just so obvious that you are attracted to her, but that you see her as fun. Yeah. And I think that's something I should, I definitely, I think I would agree. I would say after the season one of filming, we definitely got a lot closer and hung out a, a lot. What I made the like the true mistake of is not knowing that we were like official. Like I still was flirting and talking to other girls. She probably wasn't doing the same. She was, you know, very kind of focused on me. Then there's always that like kind of that awkward where like, hey, I'm talking to someone else, and there's like that overlap where I didn't have the balls to tell her that I was like seeing someone else. And I, I, I was someone else I was seeing, I started to date her and like that caused a lot of friction between Steven and my friendship. And obviously her friendship with Steven because Steven would hang out with me still with this new girl, but also like have a lot of Intel about my dating life. And right. that made it complicated for him. So, I mean, I take a lot of blame. I didn't want to hurt her. I, again, I'll say this till I, till I, I die. I mean, Lauren is so fun. She's so smart. She's really cool. She is attractive. There's just, I wasn't there within the relationship to like be official and really want to be like dedicated to her. I, I thought we could have fun and obviously hook up here and there. And I didn't realize that like hooking up with her again, sitting in bed with her is obviously leading her on again. Like I just thought like, Oh, this is cool. We're fun. And then you have to watch that on TV again. You relive it twice and it just causes so much different emotion and stress. Do you feel funny about it when you like, well, obviously you're dating someone now, but like I have a lot of footage of me on the internet from like hosting and stuff. And like, I get afraid to like, if I meet a new guy, 
to tell them who I am because there's some things about me that I don't want them to see until later on in like the dating process. I'm very open. Like I'll, I'll tell you like the first date, like just everything I am, get it all out of the way because I don't want any secrets or any like mystery because I think sometimes you meet someone like, for example, I dated a girl years ago who, and I don't want to put her on blast, but like I learned that um, her family was very wealthy, very, very. And I, I didn't learn that till way later on. And that's, it was like a big part of her life, like her family and the wealth and all that. And that was something that I wasn't really ready for, but you find that out like six months in and you're like, it really just changes the dynamic. So like to answer your question, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure someone can Google my name and there's a lot of shit out there. There's like a lot of maybe negative, but I'll just be straight up and just say, Hey, like, that's this is there's a lot of things out there and I'll be happy to talk to you about it if you want to ask me about it. Like I, I really appreciate that. You know, we've gone from like I hate you, I think you're hilarious. I kinda like you now. Oh, thank you. This I think you're cool too. No, but this is why I hate this show because I want to hate people and then I have people on this show and then I'm like, Why I mean, do it, I like you? And I think honestly it just adds context. I like I said, Kyle always says this best. It's like forty two minutes. Of, as one episode of Summer House and we're at the mercy of cameras, editing. And I don't think the edit, everybody gets edited pretty fairly. Like, I don't think they're really out to make anybody look one way or the other. They kind of, it's basically Carl and Hans. Like I am that way at parties or I do say stupid shit. I do flirt too much. Like it is me, but it's like a heightened version. of it. So of course people are going to have their opinions, but I, I've said this all along. When people meet me in person, I talk to them. They're like, Whoa, you're way different in person. You're way more likable. And, I, and I'm like, that's how I would judge people too, is in person. I wouldn't really watch something on TV and, you know, full opinion. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, that guy's a fucking jackass, which, and, you know what? I, I am a jackass. But that's great. And also, just as much as there is fuck boys of the world, people fail to acknowledge the fuck girls of the world, aka me. There are a lot of fuck girls. It's disgusting. But, but, but I'm open about it as well. So, kind of. Well, now I am. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the fuck girls represent. I mean, it's, I just think a lot of times, like, I think it sucks when a, someone is potentially like an attractive person, they're social and outgoing. Like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to like meet guys and get kind of whatever guy you want. And like, if you don't like a guy and you like kind of play him or move on, like you're a fuck girl. It's like, well, it's no, a- let's rewind. I'm, the, I'm not the fuck girl. Like, here's the thing you're definitely like the attractive like yeah you've got good smile like i'm la is full of fucking models i think it's more like a personality thing for me it's i think the fuck girl thing like i i don't take offense to being a fuck boy i don't think like i'm like a full-blown fuck boy i think i'm just like a recovering fuck boy (laughs) (laughs) it's i don't know i think everybody everybody wants to label stuff like i think comes out of like um, comes out of clumsiness a fuck boy is someone who doesn't like for example and i was going to move into this steven i have to talk about i don't like him i know he's your friend cool um uh, think- we, we we are not friends i'll just put it out like that i don't i don't wish him any ill will in his life i just no neither but like i watch him and i see bad intentions and you know i know this is gonna get me a ton of hate and i know it probably would get me so many more spins if he came on the show i genuinely think he's there with no storyline just trying to meddle and like be mean i would rather a fuck boy who's a little clumsy and who doesn't exactly know how to like say i like i'd rather that than a steven yeah i i I, I appreciate that i think what I had to go through with my relationship with him and just the dynamic of the show, it, it's it's arguably one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through, just like having to deal with something, you know, very public and unintentionally. I mean, he he brought up something I told him in a private conversation, whether whether he thinks it wasn't private or not, it's just you don't bring up something that wasn't told on TV on TV. 
especially of that magnitude. But at the same time, like, I think he, that lends itself to something maybe that he's struggling with. I think he has, you know, his parents, I, they love him. I mean, obviously, but his coming out has been a challenge from his family perspective. Yeah. I've just personally noticed his friendships always are changing. That lends itself to, you know, how you treat people. And, and so I think Not there's loyal, other things. No loyalty. There's other things that at stake with him that, again, I don't want a part of it. I wish him well. Um, I, I agree to some degree, like the things he's done. I mean, he's started shit. He talks a lot of shit. He's always meddling. Um, but, you know, I certainly am guilty of doing things too. So like, it's, it's for me, he's just not but my kind of guy. But to me, and this is my honest opinion, because I always share my opinion. I know I'm getting a ton of hate for this because I know that Stephen was you know, portrayed as kind of a victim because of his whole coming out and the family. Like I have a lot of issues with my family as well, not approving of things I do. And I understand that feeling truly. What bugged me about this situation is that you were never going to win. Like with with the gay pride thing. Yeah. Maybe you were clumsy about it, but the fact of the matter is you were there and wanted you to be there and you were there and it's not something that you're familiar with and there was no appreciation for you being there whether you're clumsy about it or not that's no bad intentions and so yeah. i feel like with him you were never going to win because there, he was always going to find something wrong well, and if if you really look at the history i mean like the first summer i mean he was the one that essentially i texted him a photo of me and my date at the wedding when i texted Lauren a picture of me and my mom like he was the one that essentially got me in trouble because he opened up his phone. He also, there's been some you know stuff that he's been involved with, with Lindsay and Everett. There was stuff with Kyle and Amanda. Like he's always been in the middle of everybody else's shit. Well, if I you think- don't have a storyline, don't go in a private interview and comment on everyone else's storylines because that's the viewer's job. That's not your job. And that's what bugs me about him. And that is why I'm not even reaching out to him to come on the show. I'm sure girls love him. I'm sure he's a great person, but like, I don't fuck with that. (laughs) He is really, I mean, I'll give him some compliments. Like he's, he is pretty funny in in his own right at certain times. When you sprinkle in this whole TV world and Bravo and social media, like it it definitely, I think affected him maybe a little more than others. Like he, he was a, a reality TV buff. Like he's, he loves reality TV shows. He watches it all. I can tell. I I don't like Kyle as well. Like I never really had watched maybe other than a, a little bit of Jersey Shore, maybe one episode of Vanderpump Rules, but like I never watched Bravo or anything. Like it was completely different to me. So like and I that's didn't how, have... That's why you guys, that's why you guys are so fun to watch because you don't care and yes. you don't care how it's going to come across and he cares. I completely agree. I think he definitely had a component of like trying to produce himself and, you know, thinking like he looked at maybe other shows where there's shit stirs and there's people that stuff, you know, have calling people out and stuff. It's just, it, it was, it's borderline mean some of the stuff. And I don't, I don't play like that. He's just not for me. I, like I said, I, I wish him all the best. And I, I just noticed his friendships have changed a lot. Like I'm sure there are so many things about him that make him a great person. La 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 cut all the bullshit. Like, on the show, I was not a fan. I don't fuck with that. But but that's just me. And I'm a renowned, like, arsehole. So well, I, I think admitting, admitting it is is really ideal. I don't know if he'd be willing to um, admit it. All he needs to do is just, like, I fucked up, man. Like, I had a crush on you or something. Like, I don't even know what it is. But yeah, I've never really felt a sense of, like, legitimate apology, um, which... Again, it's, it's, I don't need someone like that in my life and he doesn't need me in his life. It's just strange because I have other really amazing gay friends and it's never been like that with them. So I don't know if his feelings maybe towards me, the friendship we had, I mean, we had, there was a period of time where me and him would go out twice a week and we had a great time. 
We had a lot of mutual friends. We would party. We'd go to clubs. Right. Nothing ever happened. Um, but yeah, one drunken night, I tell him a crazy ass story. And five months later, he brings it up on national TV. Do you personally think that there was a little bit of a crush on you? I, I'm uncomfortable like even admitting like that, you know, if people find me attractive, like it's very flattering. I, I think that I have a lot more layers to me besides how I look, but it's something that's crossed my mind. I've had a lot of friends suggest that. I honestly don't know. Yeah, maybe a, je- a jealousy thing, just like attention. Like I definitely, you know, I'm, I carry a, a presence. I'm a little bit maybe more outgoing in a sense, maybe a little more confident socially. I don't know. Like it's, it still perplexes me, but it, it is like, you know, a little over a year old. So I'm kind of like, I just moved on and I'm happy and I wish him all the best. Any comments on him saying that you're a con artist, a pathological liar, and that he's always right? <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I appreciate it. If he has enough energy to say those things, bless his heart. But yeah, I mean, I've definitely lied. I'm not going to lie about lying. We all fucking lie. Yeah, we've all said things. I wouldn't say I'm a pathological liar. I definitely have, you know, put myself in situations that are selfish or looking out for myself, but I think other people have too. So I appreciate his sentiments, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite episodes that I've ever well, Thank seen. you. No, I agree. This has been a great conversation. I, and I, I do applaud. I, I appreciate you going down, you know, with the other Summer House crew with uh, Kyle and, and Christina. So that, that was fun to hear because I, I actually enjoyed your conversations with them. It was really, you know, I don't know. It, it was just good to hear them say stuff that I completely agreed with. So I enjoyed what you've done. This makes me so happy that people enjoy <laughs> my episodes. Like, no, I, it was good. Thank you. Um, can you share with everyone where they can find you on social media? Maybe if there's something that you want to promote, plug. Yeah. So, well, one thing I'm actually, I'm doing my own podcast with uh, a friend and like basically business partner of mine. She's a, a professor at FIT, which is a fashion institute here in New York. Yes. We're doing a sales, business, and marketing podcast, but around celebrity, famous people, reality stars who also have, like Kyle's got his business, you know, other, Lindsay's built her PR company. So we have some different angles besides just like talking about reality TV show, but like actually your business and marketing and sales behind that. So awesome. it's called One Question mm-hmm. XYZ, and you can find us at onequestion.xyz in your browser. Instead of the, the .com, XYZ is our extension. We have a whole reason for that, but I'll explain that later. But um. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to have on, you know, celebrities, uh, founders of companies, entrepreneurs, female and male that are in the public eye or have really cool brands that we want to kind of talk about the real nitty gritty of their business. You can find me on Instagram at Carl Radke. I got the blue check. Twitter, Carl Radke. And I work for a tech startup as well. I do uh, business development and sales. It's called Spot Fund, which is like a mobile fundraising platform. So if you ever want to donate money to a cause of you know your choice or you're getting behind something like a social impact for example like the la wildfires something like that we are a mobile platform to help generate uh donations and awareness i'm so glad you said that thank you so yes. so much thank you diana you were amazing go follow him go subscribe to the podcast awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs>